Welcome to Breaking Bread. This is a show where we explore food through culture, conversations, and a whole lot of curiosity. I'm your host, Lo Yijun, a food writer and recipe developer from the Jun and Tonic blog. And on today's episode, we have honestly one of my personal favorite chefs and favorite characters in the KL food scene in the studio with us today. Uh, he's been on the show before in one of our very first few episodes, episode two actually. Uh, and during that episode, he engaged our audience with uh, his passionate tales of Indian food and Indian flavor. And now he's embarked on a new chapter of his culinary journey with the opening of his new restaurant under the same name, Flower. Uh, it's at a new location with new menu, and it really shows off the evolution of his culinary prowess. It's Chef Yogesh Upadhyay from Flower. show again today for the second time Glad to be happy to be back okay so for I guess for our listeners who didn't listen to episode 2 where where you really wax lyrical about uh, Indian food and Indian breads especially Correct. why don't you give us an introduction to you and your restaurant I'm the bread guy <laughs> uh, I cook I cook simple we have a restaurant since 2017. Uh, there was the earlier flower, which was operating in Bukit Damansara, in Plaza Damansara. And uh, we operated there for three years. Uh, it was uh, casual dining. We all know that you've been there. Mm-hmm. In fact, you were there in 2019 when the next level of the flower menu came up. And I promised you that time gluten-free breads will come and they came, right? Remember the bread discussion? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you were there at that time. That flower was, was very casual. Uh, not very, but almost casual. Uh, there it was very tight, uh, 64 covers in in 1,500 square feet. And uh, we had reached the peak when it comes to food. See, flowers going reservation for a week or 10 days over there, which means to get a table and flower, eight book at Mansara was very difficult. At the same time, when me and Madam would discuss about uh, guest happiness and are they are they are they really dining or they're eating? It was eating. It's a casual environment. There was no experience, at least not the experience that we wanted to give to guests in, in the cuisine. And we do comfort food. I do only comfort food. Uh, that's when we hit the ceiling. That's what I mean by saying we hit the ceiling. Uh, in food, if I give anything more now, the guest will not be able to relate and enjoy because there's no ambience for it. Mm. He's not prepared for it. Imagine in this room that we are sitting, if I give you a foie gras, you're not going to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But in this room that we are sitting, if I give you a burger, you're going to love it. You, you get it? <laughs> That's what I mean to say when right, it comes to yeah. food. Uh, luckily, wife at, uh, madam at that time, and we, it was just luck, I think. We saw a particular bungalow, World War Two, and she decided to take it. She said, we are doing it here. It was in Shabbles, and we converted it into a beautiful restaurant. It took us six, eight months, I think, around there to convert mm-hmm. that into a lovely restaurant. It is done. And now, in this new flower, uh, everything is different. What we wanted to do was retain the history of the World War II bungalow. Yet, when you enter inside, you feel modern. That's exactly what you feel when you come to this flower. It looks like a resort from outside. You go in, you're transported outside of Malaysia. You're not in Malaysia. I don't know which part of the world you are in. So <laughs> when you come in, it's a very different feeling. You're in a different part of the world. That's the ambience. Uh, you come inside, you're greeted, you're seated, and then the food comes. 
in this flour the food that we do is is very different mm-hmm. it is comfortable yet fine when i use the word fine the techniques that we use are very fine now for example uh, i do lamb chops here it comes medium rare uh, i do i do f- uh, prawns from sampurna they are so they are so creamy and buttery and and almost translucent so when i cook them and when you have them well done you feel the texture of sashimi when it is cooked now imagine such fine food uh so it's expensive yeah, not, not, not 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 my pricing mm. my procurement mm. uh, to purchase yeah it definitely sounds like a very different beast from the first version of the flower that you yes. that you gave us in bukit amansara right? yes more finer now mm-hmm. i'm just wondering like whether this was you know something that you already had in mind when you opened the first uh first flower in bukit amansara or was it after opening it you feel oh i'm too constrained in this place and i want to release some of my creativity they were both first when we did flower the objective was what where flower is heading to now it's not yet there where we are heading to now and second thing that you said is correct to do what we wanted to do a, a shop lot or the environment that we were able to give us maxed out in bukit tamansara mm. so we had to move out we had to do something different Uh, and we had to come up with a completely new thing so yes this was the vision of la and we are now giving it in this fla as you said as you rightly said was this the objective yes was this a vision we are heading towards that yes answer mm. is a yes and when it comes to food again yes everything is a yes 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 we are in the right direction that's what i mean to say mm-hmm. yeah and it's a constant it's a constant journey when it comes to cooking right so do you feel like your style of cooking has changed because you were saying before that it was comfort but now it's comfort but also fine uh when i say comfort and when i say fine i still do comfort food mm-hmm. what i meant by that is in the earlier flour it was more saucy 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 so you had rogan josh uh your curry chicken all like typical i hate this word i'm going to say it uh, because you'll understand it better when i say saucy i see a question mark on your face let me tell you this they were all more curry 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 oh curry yeah no it. but but i feel uh, like now, when... now you get it but here i do same sauces i do have uh, the two saucy saucy dishes too uh, let me make it easy again curry 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 too but now there are other things which make it more fine so there's not much difference it is still very comfort but the cooking is fine for malaysians i guess when you know when you say very saucy very curry based dishes i guess when when we think of indian food at least maybe in malaysia and pro- probably in a lot of places in the world so we do think of those very saucy stews or curries right and so in this new place that you have i've seen well i haven't dined there yet but i've seen like your dishes and it gets a bit inventive you know and, and they're, they're not what you expect from an indian restaurant so tell me a bit about how you're trying to change or modernize people's understanding of indian food yes absolutely you're right the last part uh you started by saying what people expect in different parts of the world or maybe in malaysia when it comes to my cuisine there is indian cuisine it's more curry format right right and people say we let's go and have curry mm-hmm. uh i don't like that uh but i will not say that it is not correct it's it's personal right and i also strongly feel that we we it took us quite a few decades but we kill our food slowly and steadily uh the food that you have brought up with which is called the indian food which you think it is indian food is not indian food uh, it is something else that's what i feel 
now what do I do? I have to change it. I have to bring in something by which the food becomes more Indian than what the world thinks about Indian food. Mm. Okay. Now how do I do that? If you go to a restaurant, you can relate your food to what? Well, give me a few names. Come on. When you go to a restaurant, what do you want to have in an Indian restaurant? Let's say curries. What do you want to have? Curry. Varval. Oh, <laughs> go on. Give me four five. I feel like I'm insulting you at the moment. No, no, no. Give me four five. Give me four varval. Very good. Well, I like dal makhani. Fantastic. What um, else? I guess, and you probably get the most insulted with this, like butter chicken. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, give me some vegetables. Uh, some palak paneer. Oh wow! How uh, lovely. Next, some form of bindi, maybe masala. Fantastic. Yeah. Come on, go on, go on. Give me a few more. Uh, have some raita on the side. Raita. Okay, go on. Yeah. Give me more. Some different kinds of breads, rotis. Fantastic. Know, that what we else? spoke of. Uh, some rice, saucy curries and like... You have yeah. not crossed eight. Okay. Uh-huh. Now I'll add more to this. Rogan Josh, kadai chicken. Yeah. Right? Ten. Okay. That includes the side dishes which is called the breads and the rice and the raita. These are side dishes. Okay. So if I take these three out, you had seven. You could not cross seven. So this is what everybody, mostly, majority like of people, common stuff. majority people in the world, uh, or in Malaysia, why do I talk about the world? Let's talk about Malaysia. Uh, want to have when you go to an Indian restaurant? Are you trying to tell me that's my cuisine? Absolutely not. It's more than that. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Now, how do I convince you that it's more than that? First, I take away all these 10 from you. I'll tell you, sorry, but you're not having this anymore. And I give you something which I believe is my food. And I give you something new. And that is where I take you in a zone which is called the unknown zone. You don't know the flavors. You know, but you don't know. How do you know? Because you are aware of the spices. I'm using the word spices, not chili. Categorically spices. Your your palate is used to those spices. But what is unknown is completely new. So when you come to flour, you, this is what you expect. Uh, whatever seven dishes and the three <laughs> sides that you got, you, you won't, won't get, get it. it. Yeah. You won't get it. And it is high time, I believe, that the food needs to move forward in, in comfort format. I'm doing just that. In order to bring the cuisine up, in order to uh, ensure that it is not completely gone down the drains, uh, it has to be recreated. Mm. And I, I, I don't keep in mind, uh, I don't keep in mind whether you're a Malaysian or I'm serving a Singaporean or a Japanese or, or, or I'm serving uh, anybody from the West world or Oceania, Australia, New Zealand. No, I, I don't keep all this in mind. The only thing that is on my mind all the time is, is is these are the herbs, leaves and vegetables used in India and I need to pair it with some spice and this is what I'm going to do. So, you mentioned a point there about how, you know, we have all these expectations of what Indian food is supposed to be, but you personally, you feel like, you know, there's actually so much more to Indian food. And do you feel like this applies not just to Indian food as well, to like across all different types of cuisines. Like oh yes, look look at Italian. Tell me, Italian food. Come yep. on, go on, go on. Pizza, pasta. Uh, oh, different kinds of Now give me five pasta. types of pasta, come on. Carbonara, okay, uh, marinara. It's fantastic. Uh, you know, Italians Bongole. listening to us now will be laughing yeah. at you. Next, go on, go on, go on. I go mean, on. these are the classics. Uh, come these on, are the you classics, don't right? call them classics, June, yeah. because these are the only things uh, we think of when we go to mm. uh, any cuisine restaurant. And but I would push back, right? I would I would say that you need to hone on and a few key dishes for that cuisine to spread across the world. And and I guess there's a bit of politics and soft power involved as well, where you know because your cuisine is known through some of these dishes and it's easy for people to understand. 
And we're going a bit off topic here, but to, but let me help you here, <laughs> <laughs> and let me help myself too. We spoke about another cuisine, Italian, and right. when it comes to cuisines, uh, we generally form a paradigm. Paradigm is you become a frog in a well, mm-hmm. and you say these are the only things I want to have because these are the only things you've tasted or these are the only yeah. things your friends have told you. Mm-hmm. But that's not a cuisine. And when you talk about classics. Uh, food is ever evolving. Yeah, uh, there can nothing be. I don't believe there can be anything called as classic. Uh, there can be something all-time favorite, and all-time favorite is not equal to classic. Uh, for example, Ray-Ban shades are classics, right? Okay, uh, but butter chicken is not classic. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? Aliolio is not classic. Aliolio is grandmother's pasta. You know, that's aliolio. Uh, so we have to understand all this. And today, aliolio has evolved from from a grandmother's uh, kitchen. To a restaurant, we get different formats of it, right? That's evolution. Mm. Uh, what I mean to say is, I'm tired of it when it comes to my cuisine, and I don't want to do it anymore. Uh, I want this world to understand through Malaysia that how deep is my culture. I don't want my culture to be known and restricted to butter chickens and varuals and rogan joshes, my dear. You know, I I do things like uh, I make sauces from pumpkin. I make sauces from coriander stem. Have you ever heard of it? Mm. No. I make sauces from yeah. mint leaves and stem, both using both together. I make I make sauces from papaya. You know, these are all vegetables, herbs, and leaves that India has been consuming for thousands of years. It's never put on the table because these are probably had at home. These are, this is not commercial food. It has to come on the table. Have you ever heard of green lentil in Indian cuisine? Yeah. Oh come yes. on! Shut up! You're lying to green me. Green lentil. Tell, tell me what's green lentil in Indian cuisine. I guess it's a kind of lentil. I mean, lent- they, they, people they, they, know they, they, that lentil. Have, I asked. Did people you use have lentil you ever in heard Indian of cuisine? green lentil in Indian cuisine? Yeah, you, sure. You have the yellow lentils and the red ones. Uh, no red ones. You have no the black lentils, ones. which is also related to dal makhani. Two, two, third, third. I guess it's the green. Yeah, you guess it's the green. I put it on the table. So these, these are what we make at home. Uh, yeah. For example, when I was young and I used to hate okra. My mother would make okra and give me curd, a Greek yogurt with it. She would say, "Son, mix it and have it." I fell in love with it. Today, I've put that on the table. So I have something called as Greek yogurt and okra, and their okra is absolutely not slimy. We we do all that. Uh, these are these are all dishes or 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 food which has not come on the table, and I will keep doing it. And as I said, I don't keep in mind your palate. I mm-hmm. don't keep in mind Madam's palate. I don't keep in mind uh, anybody else's palate. I keep in mind only one thing: the flavors. That's all. That is why at Fla, you have guests who 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 like my food. There are guests who hate my food. There are many guests who say we are overrated. Everything, everything happens at Fla. But that's the soul. That's the reason why flour breeds, because we have everyone. Mm-hmm. And the more it is like this, the more people want to keep trying, because what people are not understanding is I'm taking them away from what they know and giving them something new, which includes you and all of us. When that happens, it's a change. It's a shift. Rejection is first. Even after rejection, you're not accepted. It will take a friend of that guest to say, "Come on, you come with me. I'll show you what to have at flour." Then that may shift a bit. And then another entry, another, and then changes completely. It mm-hmm. takes time, yeah. And that requires patience. I'm ready for it. But Indian comfort food, 
has to change. It has to come out of all the dishes, ten dishes that we just seven actually that we just spoke about. Before we continue any further, we are going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we'll hear more from Chef Yogi about Flower Restaurant. Stay with us. You're listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Breaking Bread. I'm Jun and I've been speaking with Chef Yogesh Upadhyay from Flower Restaurant. We've just been talking about the opening of his new restaurant, but we're going to delve a bit deeper into his food and cooking philosophy. And do you feel like a lot of your inspiration for for these dishes that you serve there are from your background in in India? And like a lot of it was from your, I guess the example of the of the mixing with the yogurt was from your mum's cooking, yeah. right? Yes. Was it a lot from what you had previously as a as a kid as well? As a kid, I did. I never liked Indian food. Never did. Huh? I I really whenever. You know, in India we have Chinese food, so I would eat Chinese food in India more with my friends than having Indian food. Indian food. When my father ran Indian restaurants, four or five of them since 1966, he's still running them. Uh, I learned spices from my father, herbs and leaves from my father. The art of using them, it is magical. My mother taught me quite a number of other things. How to keep it simple. You know, a restaurant is complicated, but mother's kitchen is simple. Mm. I learned that. From my mom, and my dad threw me in the restaurant when I was what thirteen, fourteen years of age. So, long story short, I was literally uh, enslaved in, in, <laughs> in my dad's kitchen. Mm. Uh, but it helped. What I do now is exactly what I learned from my father: art of spice, leaves, and herbs, and from my mother to keep it simple. Mm. That's why I can do so much. And how do I get into these pumpkin sauces and coriander stem sauces and all? This happens when I do a lot of research. There's a lot of work that I do uh, before we even begin trials. My research goes deep, 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 thousands of years at the back, thousands of years back. Spices come naturally to me now. Mm. There are certain vegetables like the pumpkin sauce which I make now. We we call it kaddu in India. It's called kaddu. Uh, we eat kaddu ki sabzi, means kaddu vegetable. That's all. I turned it into a sauce. That's what I did. What else comes with it? Or is this? On no, it's, its, it's own, chicken right? thing. Right, right, right. It's it's chicken dish which is created flour. Mm. It is called pumpkin chicken. It's pumpkin sauce. And now to make that sauce lovely, even more beautiful, I add Sichuan pepper, which we consume in northeast of India. Mm. Uh, so imagine the sweetness of pumpkin, which Rajasthani is like. The chicken on top, which comes from the tandoor, which is Punjab. Style, and then I put each one pepper, which is not east of India. Nobody calls that dish North Indian. I have no idea. No, it's an Indian dish. So yeah. it's high. I used different cultures, different spices, different herbs consumed in India to create my food. Hundred mm. percent Indian. No fusion. Anything that is not grown, not consumed in India, I don't use yet. I don't. I don't know future what happens, right? Mm. If I say anything now, then you are going to hold my neck in the next interview. <laughs> if we ever have to meet again, <laughs> now I remember the last time you spoke. You were, you were also telling me something really interesting about how long time ago Indian uh, game was a big part of Indian yes. cuisine, right? I'm doing it. Yeah, I have foie gras now, which is duck liver, mm-hmm. southern part of India. I do escargots, snails, which is consumed in the southern part of India. I do all that. Yeah, I love and, it. And th- this is all in the flower rises. Mm-hmm. Uh, this new flower, it's called flower rises. It's all there in it. Now, 
this is something which even you don't know right mm-hmm. that indians no indians consume duck liver indians consume snails you yeah. going to scratch your head uh, yes we do we've been doing it we're doing it even now mm. and only thing i'm doing is putting it on the table it is difficult for anyone to even believe this indians eat pumpkin of course yes it's already there indians eat coriander yes very similar to chinese we love our coriander mm. why do you think some of these ingredients aren't as prominent in the indian cuisine that people expect because it's only the seven dishes that the world likes and these are the only seven dishes every restaurant wants to give you remember the seven mm, dishes yeah but if <laughs> it if it tastes like really really good won't it be as popular or or maybe even you know it it will be one of the seven dishes but how come you know some of these ingredients haven't seen as much popularity or as much daylight as, no as chef has given it a shot maybe hmm you have to you have to come outside the comfort zone and go deeper into any culture you must have the understanding of spice categorically to and that takes years and years and years and years and years of practice that is not taught in college mm-hmm. that is only you learn the trade from someone like how japanese ramen you need a sifu in spices you must have a sifu try it anywhere anywhere else it's not going to work mm-hmm. google will certainly not help you uh, <laughs> and out of your whole slew of dishes that you have is there one that you are you know the most proud of no i, I have no know. pride no there's no pride <laughs> june i i'm happy for what i'm doing i'm so glad today that so many base sauces are now made in an indian restaurant when earlier it would be just uh, butter chicken and tomatoes it was only tomatoes onions ketchup puree some white sauce and palak spinach sauce that's it it ended there now see so many options when it comes to sauces only and i am going to do more and more and more and more and more so i'm i'm happy these things are happening no pride uh, for example madam was unhappy uh, that i need some dish which malaysians love having a punch with a spice so what i did is i love the prawn that i'm serving now the beautiful prawn so currently i serve it in bell peppers i created another option in which i give the tamil nadu base as sauce but it has my magic touch on top by which it changes completely so when you have the first bite of that prawn that sashimi touch which is nothing but the prawn itself the creamy buttery texture of the prawn hits you and the sweetness comes when you, it goes in in your in your palate further in the mouth it bursts open pam the entire mouth is exploded with spices i call that prawn sampurna prawn when you come and have that sampurna means complete in india and samborna is also the place from where this prawn comes okay so it's like a pun yeah yeah so it, it's sampurna prawn it's a complete prawn it comes from sampurna it is called sampurna prawn mm. uh, it's beautiful whomever i've given that this wow you deceived us yogi first when we eat it it is sweet but after it goes almost going to go in pom having such textures in your mouth having such flavors in your mouth june wow that is what i want to do i'm doing just that and you mentioned before i guess with all these inventive creative dishes and and variations of dishes that that you're doing like you were saying there are bound to be people who who really love it but there's a whole spectrum of uh, people who from loving it to maybe hating it as well yeah has there been any guests any customers that you've had you know that you've managed to like shift from hating it to loving it and was there like a many every day mm. this is a daily process it's an education uh what do you think makes it click for them 
Uh, no, the if I'm if I'm able to talk to which I try and do, able to talk to tables and that is guests, and explain what they're having one by one, it helps. Uh, but sometimes you know what happens, June. Many guests uh, believe that they know it all. Many of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I know. I know the food is curry. No, my dear, you're not having curry at flour. You're having cuisine to the dot, and in a fine format. It is comfort, but mm-hmm. it's not what you have anywhere else. Uh, now, how to change? Uh, a mind or a perception when a guest hears a lot about fly and comes there's no way but you have to leave that view or or that idea of the indian food you've been having all this while at your home when you're coming to fly mm. and you come as if you you don't know this food it'll really work for you really work for you the only way is i have to keep talking to my guests that's what i did in the earlier fly Talk, talk, educate, talk, educate, educate. It brought in such a big change. Mm. Now this flour is not a change; it's a massive leap that the cuisine is taking, and I like it. So does that mean that you have to do even more talking? Yes, then I do. Mm. I'm always on the table. I do not give food where the order is, does not have a balance. If there's too much food on the table, also I go and I say, do not eat so much. You need to reduce this. You need to reduce this. Guests get happy. Many guests who do not order properly, they just order. And the order comes to the kitchen. I go to the table and say, "No, the it needs to change. Mm. It'll help you." Many guys say, "No, I like it." I say, "Okay, it'll come." Because mm. as you spoke to in the beginning, it's not just about food, right? It's a whole experience. It's an experience of of dining and eating. Yes, yeah. it is in comfort format. I, I like doing it, June. Mm. I'm happy. I'm I'm happy. Is it difficult? You have no idea. <laughs> it gets very difficult mm. when you have one guest who who will. You know, there's so much of intimidation, and and they literally put you down. It's not because the food is good or bad, or it's not because of anything. It's just because of of the presumption that you had in your mind that flies this, and when you come, it is not that. Mm. You know, and that gap I cannot cover. I can't cover the gap. It, it I cannot reach your mind where you've already. Set the mind that this is Indian food. This is Indian the, food. Yeah. And when you come to flour, everything is broken. So there's either going to be acceptance, there's going to be rejection. There's no midway here. Yeah, and I think it's important to you know when you approach any sort of cuisine or any restaurant to keep an open, open mind. mind. Yeah, you have to. Mm. So this is progress. This is step towards your vision. But what is your Ultimate vision. Okay, anybody who tells you this is my vision and I've achieved my vision is lying to you. Uh, <laughs> success, vision, are flirts. Okay, literally mm-hmm. flirts. Uh, whenever anybody tells you I'm happy, you're successful. That success is flirting, which means if you achieve that, it changes the goalpost and goes further or comes at the back. Mm-hmm. It keeps flirting with you. You never get success in your hand. Uh, so what's the vision of Fla? Vision of Fla? I don't know. Uh, what was the vision of Fla? It is achieved now. Am I satisfied? Yes. But what is the next coming up in Fla? Is very interesting. I'm planning something. There's going to be a degustation at Fla coming up very soon. I don't know why June. Every time I come here, there is something happening at Fla. Uh, degustation is coming. Uh, I'll be coming up with coast dining, where. I'm going to present Indian food completely based on on my interpretation. 
and it's going to be very different uh, i don't know what will happen june <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what will happen uh, and it's going to be fun uh, that degustation is going to be extremely exclusive dining it will be restricted only to 10 guests and it will only be on weekdays monday tuesday wednesday thursday mm. four days only 10 guests so you can imagine how exclusive it will be uh, we have to wait and watch and so what happens as far as comfort food is concerned just so you know my next menu is ready uh, but i'm not going to put it on the table my menu remains on the table at minimum one year i want people to keep trying it and get fed up of me uh, of the food that i give you know that's when i say okay now i change so the next change in this menu will be uh, in june 2021 till that time i have this menu keep enjoying it mm. wait so the the degustation will only come so i'm looking june, at or? mid november this right. year uh mid november beginning december mm i'll give keep i'll see if you notice check the journey of la Mm. And for people who who haven't haven't tried the new place, inc- that includes me. They what would to, you say? You have to, to them. You have to come. Uh, see, there's some. It's it's not. It's it's completely new food. Uh, this is for everyone and anyone who's in Malaysia. You may be racially or nationally Indian. It doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is you are my guest. It end, begins and ends right there. So it is for everyone. You, you should come and try. and don't worry if your food is not right i'm going to come out there and have a chat with you and i'm there every day mm. uh so simple as that come taste hate me love me uh tell me i'm overrated uh, <laughs> average uh, tell me whatever you want to tell but the only way to tell me that is by coming mm-hmm. like you said right like food is very subjective so you never know until you do try it in short the only way you can experience it is to go to flower Yes, you, you come, mm. come, come, Fla. Cool. Well, just want to thank you so much for for your time today, Chef Yogi, and for sharing and expanding my my mind about Indian <laughs> food. <laughs> June, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Same. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. That's all we have for this week's show. To listen to more episodes, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or visit our website at www.bfm.my. And as usual, for fun recipes and funky food writing, you can visit my blog at junantonic.com. That's J-U-N-A-N-D-T-O-N-I-C.com. I'm Jun, and you've been listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9.